Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August the 15th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Today was nice, uh, cloudy day. I, I don't know if we're getting the fall teaser this week, you know, if that's what's happening in the seasons right now. But in Ohio, it definitely feels like that's what's happening. It's the vibes. It's feeling cozy. I'm thinking like, ooh, should I wear the hoochie daddies today? Like, uh, I've been wearing basketball shorts. I'm flipping it up a little bit. So I don't know. Also, like, you know, should, is it joggers? Pants? I don't know. It's, it's just still too soon. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I, easily by the end of this week or next week, it could be blazing. So uh, that being said, uh, like I said, the vibes are good. They're nice and tight food corner from the other day actually was kind of um cute and cozy i did the brenner thing but uh i mixed it up Uh, i know another time i like was it last week or so yeah i think uh blueberries now we're doing strawberries and i gotta say i think i learned some lessons that were nice and applicable and i wound up making a very yummy strawberry waffle and it was good it was so good also I gotta say, I'm loving when, like, a strawberry is, like, totally in season, like, mm, just nice and yummy. I've been just scarfing them up, but, uh, so that's been nice. Like, literally, my snacks have just been, like, strawberries and, uh, peanuts, and then, you know, like, the works, uh, what, uh, you know, the little snack chips I bring. So, you know, that's been a nice little treat. That was a nice dinner. I had a strawberry waffle, chicken, bacon, fries. Yeah, so that all came together. It was it was good. Uh, let's see. Here's anything else uh, to report from the me corner? No, I don't think so. I think we're I think we're solid there. We can uh, you know do our little uh, intro break, you know, and then we'll get on some news. Okay, dokie. From the BBC News. At least 35 die in Inferno at petrol station in Dagestan, southern Russia. At least 35 people have been killed and dozens injured in an explosion at a petrol station in southern Russia. The blast occurred in the Dagestan regional capital Makachala. On the coast of the Caspian Sea uh, at about 2140 local time on Monday. Gotta love a good military time call in. Uh, Let's see here. Picture showed a large fire lighting up the night sky and a number of fire engines at the scene. According to the local media, the fire began at a car repair center near the petrol station. Uh, let's see here. Russian President Vladimir Putin offered his sincere condolences following the, the deadly blast. Uh, let's see here. Was there anything else I really wanted to pull? Um, nope. That is just an unfortunate happening. They go into a little bit of some factoids at the end about the Republic of Dagestan. But 
Uh, we do actually have some more Russian news, a little bit of a double feature, if you will, sticking with the BBC. Uh, suspected spies for Russia held in major UK security investigation. Three suspected spies for Russia in the UK have been arrested and charged in a major national security investigation, the BBC can reveal. The defendants, all Bulgarian nationals, were held in February and have been remanded in custody since. They are charged with possessing identity documents with improper intention and are alleged to have had these knowing they were fake. It is alleged they were working for Russia security services. The documents included passports, identity cards, and other documents for the UK, Bulgaria, France, Italy, Spain, Croatia, Slovenia, Greece, and the Czech Republic. The trio were among five arrested in February on suspicion of an offense under the Official Secrets Act. Uh, let's see here. The three are Orl Orlin Rusev, 45, of Great Yarmouth, Yarmouth? <laughs> I don't know where, where, where I don't know where I'm coming from with that. Yarmouth, Norfolk. Bizer Dishamabazov. Ooh, boy. Dishambazov. There we go. 41. Of Harrow, Northwest London. And Katrin Ivana. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. Katrin Ivanova. <laughs> there we go. I Ivanova. 31 years old of the same hero of dress. So her and Beiser were uh, believed to be a thing. At least that was like reported by the neighbors. But um, let's see. They are currently at the Old Bailey uh, and in custody. So I, I guess they were gathering information. They do have their jobs here. Mr. Rusev has a history of business dealings in Russia uh let's see he moved to the uk in 2009 and spent three years working in a technical role in financial services his linkedin profile states he later owned a business involved in signals intelligence which in excuse me which involves the interception of communications or electronic signals mr rusev whose most recent address is a seaside guest house in great yarmouth yarmouth <laughs> also states he once acted as an advisor to the Bulgarian Ministry of Energy. So, I mean, that's a, you know, I imagine a tie that's like, oh, I mean, now this guy's a spy. Like, oh, maybe he was using it. I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, let's see. Then there's Mr. Dishabazanov, uh, who is described as a driver for hospitals. And then there's Miss Ivanova, who describes herself on her online profile LinkedIn profile as a laboratory assistant for a private health business. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, I guess they were compiling a bunch of just uh, information on people, identity stuff, and they were going to give this information to Russia, I imagine, for money. Uh, apparently, this is the thing. They, they do reference that, you know, th there's been other situations like let's see here in 2018 russian operatives attempted to murder former double agent sergey skripal and his daughter yulia in salisbury wiltshire using a deadly nerve agent novichok the pair as well as responding detective nick bailey were treated 
in Hospital Cliff died. Uh, let's see here. And then also in 2006, former Russian intelligence officer Alexander Litvinenko. Oh, man. Litvinenko. There we go. We tried. We did it. We tried. Was killed in London after being poisoned by assassins working with for the Russian state. So... I may say spying is kind of like whatever, whatever, whatever. And I, I do get, you know, you put the screws to me totally. I, I understand that, like, how any of these kind of situations happen with the exchanging of this information that's not supposed to happen. People can die. Like, there, there are, or, are, like, grievous consequences to these decisions that people make to go, oh, I know I'm in this country, or I know I'm from this country, or whatever, but I'm just going to go to the highest bidder, or I'm going to work with this country for whatever reason. Uh, the, like, yeah, those, those have consequences that are negative. They're bad and terrible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I still find it interesting. I'm still going to talk about it, and I'm, I'm also still going to have that vibe of, like, it's just spy shit. Like, especially when, it, you know, given, like, oh, well, they're, like, taking information from, like, satellites. Like, okay, like, until you show me where someone, like, actually gets kaput, like, I, I don't feel that bad about it. I don't. It doesn't just it doesn't peak on my register. Um, that being said, I, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you are doing the spy shit and you get caught, like, shit, that's going to be on you, like... At the end of the day, you know a government's going to go full bore against you and try to bury you. Like, you're you're probably not going to get out of this shit. You're probably not going to see outside of a jail cell ever again, you know. And if you are of that country, it's treason. And, I mean, that's a whole other fucking level, you know. So, ooh. You know, anyway, we can move along. We have some other news to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about this on Sunday. I said, hey, I know this is going to happen. But just like a werewolf at, you know, at a full moon, I this is you're going to see me transform. You're going to see me talk about some shit that maybe you don't want to see. Maybe you do want to see. But whatever. Here we are. We're talking about Donald Trump uh, from The Guardian. Uh, and, yeah, I know I should have probably pulled this from, like, an American source. It, d- debatable, whatever. I don't really fucking care. It, it really doesn't matter where you're getting the pizza from. It's still fucking pizza. So here we go. Uh, Donald Trump and allies indicted in Georgia over bid to reverse 2020 election loss. Uh, let's see here. So this is uh, number four. This is indictment number four. I won't do the, the voices or whatever because I'm tired. It's it's the dog days of, of summer. You know, well, let, let's just get into it. Donald Trump and some of his closest confidants have been indicted on state racketeering and conspiracy charges over efforts to reverse Trump's defeat in the 2020 election in Georgia. This indictment makes the former U.S. president a criminal defendant in a fourth case as he campaigns to recapture the presidency. And I mean, essentially just to stay fucking free. Now, essentially, there's a caveat here because there is a caveat, I guess, for the um, same situation in terms of his indictment in New York, but that's looking way more beatable and uh it's not for the same stakes uh so this is different in the sense of it is as severe well yeah no i I feel like i can say this is as severe as like any of the other federal indictments and he can't like fade it by becoming president like this is a state level issue so therefore he can't just get a pardon and he'd have to serve so many like i think five years in jail before he get like a state pardon and him and brian kemp are not on good terms uh, I mean, granted, I don't know if Brian Kemp would be in by that point. I don't know. I don't think anyone's really doing the logistics on that shit. 
Essentially, the task at hand, though, is this Rico case. Um, apparently, this is like the Kamehameha wave of this, uh, what is it, Fanny, Fanny Willis, who is the county district attorney. She's charged Donald Trump and 18 other defendants, including his former White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, as well as his 2020 election lawyers, Rudy Giuliani, which is a... Mm, that is, like, so sweet, so fucking succulent that this motherfucker, Rudy Giuliani, who I've watched videos of him, like, bragging about how he used Rico to fucking bring down the mafia, which is, I feel like, the, like, real reason for the season behind Rico, like... Essentially, it was touted as like, wow, this is like the only way we can really get the high rollers here in this organization. Like, look, we can prove that they're doing crime, but we can only really get the lower level guys because they're the only guys doing the shit. So essentially, they use this racket to, you know, get people for doing rackets. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rudy Giuliani's involved, Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, Kenneth Chess, Chess, Chessy Bro, whatever. Um, proving I get all kind of names wrong. Uh, also, they don't mention, uh, I believe, what is it, John Eastman, who is another lawyer involved in Trump's team, who was, like, some kind of dumbass, like, legal, eagle-ass wizard motherfucker, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, whip up this fucking shit, you can totally do whatever the fuck you want, Daddy Trump, and these were the kind of people he was listening to, and essentially, Willis is trying to say, look, you guys all, and there's other people, like, they didn't name all 18 people, but, um, essentially she goes from the high and the low saying, like, look, all of these people did some kind of criminal act to, to propel this conspiracy that Donald Trump should still be in office despite he didn't win. Um, another big thing here is that they have, like, rock-solid-ass evidence. Uh, it's something that I feel like other uh, indictments, other cases that Trump is going to uh, be involved, been embroiled in, are going to want to reference, especially the DC one, which, uh, what is it, Jack Smith? But uh, the, uh, what is it? I'm going to reference it from the Hill. Trump defends perfect call with Raffensperger amid threat of prison sentences from Georgia Probe, which has now become an indictment. Um, but that was the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, uh, essentially, they were on a phone call during the 2020 election, and Donald Trump is like, look, I need X amount of votes. He says, like, a number. And it's like, dude, uh, okay, I can't just, like, go find those for you. <laughs> like, that's not what this is. So it was a very awkward, very cringy fucking phone call. And essentially, Donald Trump's trying to say, no, 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 I didn't do anything, like, you know, illegal there. Like, essentially, once again, it's just another Trump speak of, like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm allowed to do whatever the fuck I want. This is all legal. And essentially, Fannie Willis is saying, no, it's not. And I'm, you know, these are the official charges. Now, there was a bit of a kerfuffle, and apparently uh, the news of this, like, indictment was leaked by the court early, and that was very awkward. Uh, I know Fox News, you know, conservative talking heads, like, pounced on this kind of shit. Like, what's going on here? Like, now they're definitely going to indict him. And, you know, they're going to do this just to cover their own ass now. Yada, yada, yada. But sure enough, they did um, go through the indictment more or less. Like, I feel like it was, like, around midnight or whatever. And uh, people have been talking about it all day. So, of course, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean, with this whole Rico thing, it does feel weird coming out of Georgia, I do have to say. You know, we've been covering the Young Thug thing, and essentially they're using that for the same thing. Um, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. You guys know how I feel about, you know, law and order in this fucking country in general. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, it's fucked up. They're using this against Trump. Like, I do think that Rico in general is fucked up. Uh, I think there's something weird about it the older I get. Like, I just feel like you're using this as, like, some kind of legal shortcut. And um, maybe that's not okay all the time. Uh, but that being said, uh, yeah, is it getting used against Trump? I'm not mad about that. <laughs> go off. Go off, queen. Uh, also, I think Trump is, like, he's talked shit about Fannie Willis. He's talked shit about the judge, who I don't have the name of um, at the ready. But, um, you know, it's just typical Trump fashion. I will say if he didn't use the thug word, which I like here. He he did that with Alvin Bragg, which is like, okay, I know what you're trying to say here. He did say, what was it, rapidly bipartisan, I think, for Fannie Willis. Both, I think, the judge and Fannie Willis are black. But, um, yeah, I'm very curious to see how this is going to fucking pan out, y'all. I can't, I can't lie. Um, you know, I won't do, obviously, the play-by-play, blow-for-blow here. But um, any kind of big highlights, I'll probably want to talk, talk about them and, um, you know, keep you posted. So, yeah, there's that. That's happening. That's a fucking thing. All right, we got one more thing to cover here, and I'll let you go. All right, I'm going to take my little break, though. You know me. Milwaukee's best, all right. Okay. From ABC News. Montana youths win climate lawsuit against state for promoting fossil fuels. So I got to say, I <coughs> I got it wrong. My prediction was wrong. I'm not a machine. And I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm happy to be wrong here. I'll eat my little crow with a smile on my face. A group of young people from Montana won a major climate case on Monday after arguing the state failed to protect their right to a clean environment by continuing to use fossil fuels. The ruling determined that a provision in Montana's Environmental Policy Act violated the right to a clean environment, which is guaranteed under Montana's state constitution by promoting the continued use of fossil fuels. So... This just just literally feels like something out of, like, a Captain Planet episode, and I just fucking love it. Like, these kids literally are like, yo, and it, and it was from the, the range of, like, 5 to 22. Essentially, they're like, we've, you know, we've lived through our whole lives, and, you know, we can see what's happening around us. We can see what's happening, all like, you know, in the world. And we are playing a big part of that here in our state. And there's literally a stipulation, which I want to read here, um, that allows us to have like a clean living environment. Like we're supposed to be able to live clean, like breathable air. We're supposed to like not have our environment be working against us, especially in like regards to the climate and like the heating planet we have going on. 
And essentially there's a stipulation in the Montana constitution that makes this like an ironclad thing. And that's what the legal team uh, that paired up with these um, teenagers, you know, youth, um, you know, they, they were banking on this. And they said, hey, this is going to be a chance to really make a landmark decision happen. Um, but yeah, let me go ahead and read this highlight. Uh, the decision is based on a unique provision in the Montana Constitution that guarantees citizens a clean and healthful environment. At least three other states, Pennsylvania, New York, and Hawaii, have similar constitutional language. So that's really cool. Like, I literally heard that and I go, okay, sure. That's something in the Constitution that comes out, like, that That was, you know, that, that's a thing. That's really cute. But there's just no way. There's no way a judge is going to be, like, like, on the hook for this. They're going to just, like, blow it off, whatever. But, no, they, they heard it out. And I think that's really fucking cool. Hopefully that in those states um, that, you know, there's going to be pending challenges Hopefully that pans out as well. I, I would love to see that. But uh, that being said, um, let's see. Let, let's read what actually happens here. Effective immediately, Montana officials will be required to consider the impacts of greenhouse gas emissions when making decisions for oil, gas, coal, and other energy permitting. Currently, state law provid- per- forbids them uh, from considering those impacts. Uh, which is key because they do have a rebuttal. Uh, Montana officials said during the trial that if planes won their case, it would not change approvals for fossil fuel projects. We do not have the authority to not permit something that fully complies with the law. Department of Environmental Quality Director Chris Dorrington said, according to the AP, we are the ones that implement the law. We are not the ones that create the law. So it's essentially kind of saying like, ah, like we're like the middleman and we can't even like enforce what you're trying to get us to enforce. I don't know. We'll see. It feels like they're already trying to be slippery here. Plus they're definitely going to appeal. So we'll see how that shakes out. But that being said, it's a dub and I love closing out at a dub. We love the good news. We love to see it. So, um, you know, there's that. And if you stuck around for this long, you're dope. You're awesome. You're so cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, if you'd like to further support the effort, if you aren't already, you become a newsie today at patreon.com. So as news uh, with your newsy status, you do get a shout out at the top of the month. I say your name and I shout out whatever project thing you're doing, thing you're, you're on, whatever. You know, if, if there's a joint, I will smoke that on the podcast. You feel me? You get me? <laughs> uh, free ways to hit me up. Fa- or not, who cares about Facebook, Meta, whatever. We'll get to that. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. That's like, you know, step one, base one, I guess. There you go. Uh, then all the socials. Uh, you know, Meta. X, formerly known as Twitter, um, Tumblr, uh, sure, I'll get that notification probably, uh, don't do MySpace, I think I have a MySpace, I can't activate that, I, I don't know, but general socials, uh, you can comment on the YouTube, that's a thing, and while you're there, you should subscribe, hit a thumbs up, that'd be nice, uh, let's see here, general views are great, all that fun stuff, You'd be awesome if you did any of those things. But like I said, listening is great. That's already like, wow. <laughs> wow, you did that? That's crazy. You're awesome. 
Uh, so yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.